1: Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in my home studio recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Matt.
2: What's happening on the pod today?
1: on the pod coming up on today's episode we got worse things first where i chat about the stupidest most ridiculous worst news of the week as always after that we're diving deep into your bag of tricks and treats that's right we're doing an official unhappy hour ranking of the worst halloween candy because we know you've all been in the candy aisle at target staring at all those candies absolutely panicking because you don't know which ones we judge you for buying but now you'll know you'll know for sure which candies will make me say i can't believe you bought that you're welcome <laughs> and finally we've got repeat guest complainer friend of the pod, comedian, writer, actor, podcast host, Chelsea DeVantez back on the show. Her new podcast, Celebrity Book Club, comes out tomorrow. But until then, you can hear her complain right here on this pod.
2: Matt, what's, uh, how's your core going this week? Anything memorable happen? Uh,
1: yeah, I could say so. I actually had two encounters this week with horrible dogs. (laughs) <laughs> the first of which was your dog Putty, no, who don't bit say me. It. Okay, okay, <laughs> he bit he went me to... <laughs> viciously and drew blood. No.
2: Okay, he did. He did he draw bit a little. Me. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I'm so mad at you for bringing this up.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I to be fair, I was at your apartment. I had a Kleenex. You asked me if I had a Kleenex and I was like, no, somehow Putty (laughs) managed to like stick his nose (laughs) into my vagina, which is where I keep all of my Kleenexes usually. (laughs) And he ripped out the Kleenex. And then I was I felt bad A, because I told you I didn't have one and I forgot that I'd stuffed one up my my hoo-ha and B because he'd got it. And your dog just eats the entire tissue.
2: But not to victim blame, a classic Matt Bellis, I quote, not to victim blame. But, but you asked, should I take the Kleenex away from him? And I said no. And then you went and tried to take the Kleenex from him. And then he snapped at you. I don't know, my you. brain
1: just heard like, <laughs> yeah, go for it. So then I I went for it. And then he like immediately snapped at me and and yeah, yeah drew blood. and And I
2: got very mad at him. And a little bit mad at
1: you. Um, but even <laughs> worse than that, the other dog that we encountered was Kellyanne Conway at Bo. brunch. Yeah. So first of all, okay, we get into this a little bit during our interview because I'm still so haunted by it that I brought it up during this week's guest interview. <laughs> so yeah, Barry and I, we, we went to safe brunch here safe brunch. in New York where the numbers are still doing all right. We were out for a walk on on Sunday
2: with our masks on
1: all the masks, all the precautions. We passed a restaurant. I was like, should we sit down? It's outside. It was not very crowded. We sit down. An entire gaggle of teen girls comes walking in, one of whom was wearing a literal handkerchief as a top. <laughs> Like I was these,
2: trying so hard not to judge because I was like, they're just young and and free. But also I was like, come on.
1: I jumped immediately to judgment. <laughs> but that was the initial reaction was like, fuck. Now oh, we're next to these, this entire table of teenage girls who are going to be loud and annoying. And then I look up and I see this woman whose hair is the worst I've ever seen on any human being. <laughs> And then I kind of, her back was to me, so I only saw the, like, back of, of her mop. and But I was like, I heard a voice, and I was like, wait. And I turned to Barry, and I was like, I think that's Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> and you were like, no, there's no way. We're in Brooklyn. Like, why would she be here? And then she turned around and... Just, We heard her say, hi, I'm Kellyanne to the waiter. And (laughs) the color just drained out of both of her faces.
2: It went straight to my legs. I've never like the the term blood boiling. Like I've never experienced it to that degree where I was like, oh, yeah, I can feel my blood boiling from anger right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I am like. I don't know. I I assumed I would be in that camp of people who are are like, never let any of these people have like a peaceful day in their lives, like disrupt, disrupt, like throw bricks at them. I like feel residual guilt that I did not slap her across the face. To be fair, she was with her daughter.
2: And to be fair, Claudia was in fact verbally slapping her across the face, very publicly. <laughs> so she was Claudia doing it was handling
1: her mother just fine on her own. I did not need to get up and and slap Kellyanne. Anyway, just a horrible encounter. So those were my two dog encounters. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, my apologies to Putty for lumping him in with that yeah. horrible, horrible woman. I mean, I would ask how your quarantine is going. No, that pretty much sums it up. (laughs) (laughs) So on that note, let's get into today's episode. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right. Worst things first. Let's take a look at the worst news of the week. First, authorities at an Indian airport literally struggle. This is from the New York Daily News. They literally struck gold when they spotted a man walking oddly, uh, and discovered he had about two pounds in bullion. Do you know what bullion is?
2: Is that the is that science for gold?
1: It is.
2: Wow, I did chemistry.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was like a beef cube.
2: Well, that's like bullion, right?
1: <laughs> what they're spelled the same. Are they? So I was well, very confused. Anyway, they found two pounds of gold shoved up this man's asshole.
2: Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> I wish we could share the picture. They are, they're two pounds. And if you see the picture uh, that is part of this story, they're four long, like dildo shaped things of gold. There's no <laughs> other way to describe it. <laughs> they look like giant turds that this man just had stored up his rectum. I don't <laughs> understand. They were four distinct pieces, two pounds total. I don't know how they were arranged up his ass.
2: Delicately, very delicately. Were they
1: one after the other? Was it like one long snake of gold, or were they all at the end, mm. just in like a big fat pocket?
2: Interesting. What I think it's maybe a mix of both, like a stack on top of one another. Like so, there's like a layer of two stacked on top of one another R-
1: mm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i mean listen the the rectum is a very forgiving orifice sure it's oh okay
2: i just looked up what you're talking about is definitely not a stack on top of one another situation <laughs> no they're very thin yeah. pieces mm-hmm. thin and long for sure
1: i don't know how flexible gold is <laughs> it feels like it would be pretty like hard I don't think it would take the shape of your intestines.
2: Unless it were like warm going in.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just so much gold to shove up your ass.
2: I love it. He He's really <laughs> shitting gold, you know?
1: Ah, uh, this man is absolutely shitting gold. I guess gold is, if Scrooge McDuck is any indication, gold is pretty liquidy. Yeah. He dives right into mm-hmm. that stuff. Exactly. So... It's probably fairly easy to carry around a bunch of gold right up your booty. I think there's
2: only one way to find out, Matt.
1: Someone needs to get me $70,000 worth of gold. I I will make this promise right here (laughs) on this podcast. If someone gets me $70,000 worth of gold, I will shove it up my ass. (laughs) And that is a promise. You can print that on a t-shirt, that whole thing, (laughs) cross-stitch it. So this go-air passenger, he arrived from Dubai into India and in order to avoid paying an 18% tax on his precious nuggets, um he decided to smuggle them up his ass. Uh officials at of the air intelligence unit said that they were uh, worth about $60,000. Sorry. So uh, according to my bet, I I will require 70,000, which probably more like, I don't know, 2.2 pounds maybe i'm upping it i'm upping the ante another passenger on the same flight was caught carrying more than three pounds of gold but officials did not disclose if that traveler had concealed it the same way it feels a little rude to just out the one guy (laughs) be like guess what this guy had it up his ass and then another guy who had more gold and they don't say anything rude next congratulations to our home city of chicago who We're from the for, suburbs whatever so so my i don't give a <laughs> shit it's all the same congratulations to my home city of chicago who for the <laughs> sixth year in a row was named the raddiest city in america
2: wow yeah
1: take that New York, L.A., all of these other places that are discriminated against as ratty. No, it's Chicago has the most rats. Wow. Technically. So this comes from Orkin, which is the pest control company based in Atlanta, by the way. So who knows how they're cooking yeah. these numbers? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, people from Atlanta. I don't know. No, I like Atlanta. I always have fun there. That's nice. The twice, the tw- the twice I've been there. <laughs> so Orkin ranks U.S. cities based on the number of new rodent treatments that they get from September to August of each year, and then they compile these all and get a list of fifty cities. So. Is Chicago actually the rattiest or are they just the ones who are taking care of it the most?
2: Exactly. Like we just, we just accept that the rats live among us here.
1: Yeah. Like Like, you had a literal rat crawl out from inside of your sink. Did you call uh, Orkin?
2: No. Like there was nothing to do. (laughs) (laughs) It just went back down and we poured bleach. (laughs) We talked to our landlord and he was like, oh yeah. And that was it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I feel like New Yorkers are like, no, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna rat on these rats. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna like snitch on on these rats. We're just living their lives.
2: Yeah. Also, there's just no winning like we we are in defeat.
1: Yeah, if we're we have passed the point of no return. And at this point, the only thing we can do is try to appease the rats so that they don't <laughs> rise up against us. Exactly. And we're losing that war right now. You know why you know why we have to go to brunch right now? It's for our safety. <laughs> it's so <laughs> that we can produce enough waste to keep the rats happy.
2: Exactly.
1: Efforts to tame the city's rat population have been going on for years. Chicago's quote war on rats was escalated with the introduction of a new rat task force back in 2016. <laughs> And people also have been like adopting cats to squash rat numbers. So Chicago's really going hard. I mean, yeah, good for good for you, I guess. If you're if you're too weak to just kind of cohabitate,
2: symbiosis, baby.
1: Yeah, I feed the rats. The rats feed me. It's the cycle. It's called a the circle, circle of, of life. life. Yeah, every every morning I wake up, I collect all the rat babies that were born overnight no. and I hold them up like Simba in front of <laughs> in front of my kingdom. <laughs> um, by the way, the top 10 list behind Chicago was Los Angeles before New York. Um, so L.A., New York dc san francisco detroit philadelphia baltimore denver and minneapolis so you're all disgusting yeah curiously atlanta not on that list so uh, i don't know and finally police said friday that they arrested a man suspected of stealing a ring-tailed lemur from the san francisco zoo
2: zebuma who
1: yeah Zabuma. Well, fuck this man. That's what I say. <laughs> so this this lemur it was a 21 year old geriatric lemur. I don't know how <laughs> old lemurs are supposed to be. His name is Maki. He's like arthritic <laughs> old ass lemur.
2: I definitely identified with him at 21. <laughs> I would I would call myself geriatric at 21. I call myself that now at 28.
1: Yeah. So he had escaped from the zoo and the San Francisco zoo had put out this message that was like, um, whoever took our lemur, it was like someone broke in, uh, specifically they broke into the like primate house. It was a targeted attack on the lemur. Specifically the zoo, the zoo said that he also had family there. Like at least take his family with him. If you're going to steal him. Or I would say maybe Maki staged his own kidnapping. In order oh. to escape his family.
2: Oh shit.
1: I'm just saying, this is, I'll put on my tinfoil tin hat for this one. <laughs> so here's what's particularly fucked up about this story and why I wanted to include it. So authorities had offered a $2,100 reward for locating Maki. Who found Maki? A five year old boy named James who was unaware of this lemur who had escaped. Um, or, or was kidnapped. It, he was leaving his preschool on Thursday in Daly City, California, which is like south of South of San Francisco. He was sure. leaving his preschool about five miles from the zoo and exclaimed, there's a lemur, there's a lemur. <laughs> <laughs> and the director of his school, the Hope Lutheran Day School, they ended up like calling the, the wildlife authorities and they came and found him. And the zoo offered the $2,100 reward to the church that runs the school. Huh. What the fuck? Give it to the boy.
2: James really did the work here.
1: Okay. Yeah. Why the fuck are you giving it to his school and not him? I would sue. <laughs> I <laughs> would sue. I, I give him the lemur until this is resolved because this <laughs> is injustice. This, this boy was the one who found him. They, they were like, Oh, you can have a lifetime membership to the zoo. No, I want $2,000. This is fucked up. Anyway, I'm glad Baki got found. There was, I mean, they also arrested the man who like stole him. Um, uh, and yeah, anyway, good. I'm glad he gets to go back to his family or sorry for him, depending on, How he truly feels about them. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we're diving deep into the biggest, most pressing issue of 2020, Halloween Candy. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right, well, it's trick-or-treat season, even though Halloween is basically canceled. Which, by the way, I'm fine with. Because trick-or-treating is it's for bitch kids who fill up their ratty little pillowcases with free food that they don't deserve. In my day, if you wanted candy... You'd wait until an old man pulled up in a van and asked you to get in. That's how you got candy.
2: Those were the good old days. Those yeah, were you didn't the just go around
1: to people's houses and demand some for free. Even though I did get in trouble as a kid because <laughs> I would go to the old lady who lived around the corner. I'd go to her house and ring the doorbell and ask for candy. Just year round. <laughs> You're round i this is <laughs> literally one of my it? like earliest memories because my family we moved when <laughs> i started first grade so like from preschool kindergarten i only have like a few few memories and this was that old house and there was the old woman who lived around the corner angie and we used to go me and the girl who lived next door we'd go and be like hi angie can we have some candy <laughs> and she would give us candy and they were, like, old lady, like, caramels. No, God. But I, not to victim blame, but <laughs> it was her fault. How are you going to blame me, a little kid? This is this is like a raccoon. You give me one piece of candy, I'm coming back for more. <laughs> Guess what? You domesticated me. <laughs> Anyway, it's trick-or-treat season, and I figured I'd take this time to complain about the worst Halloween candies. Because if you're going to give out free candy, it better be the good stuff. So let's go through the worst Halloween candies. First... Sweet tarts, not to be confused Mm. with Smarties. No, no, no. Sweet tarts are those small, like chewy, fruity discs. Yep. But they taste like a Mentos got a Skittle pregnant behind like a gas station bathroom.
2: (laughs) They're like super, super hard at first, right? And then they get yeah. They
1: have that like hard exterior shell. What are you trying to do to our teeth? It's just like, are you sweet or are you tart? Sweet tarts. Pick a fucking lane. It's Halloween. I'm nine years old. I'm high off the fumes of my Jar Jar Binks mask that I've been (laughs) wearing for several hours. The last thing I want is for my saliva glands to be gangbanged by some sour yellow coin.
2: Honestly, you should go as sexy Jar Jar Binks for Halloween.
1: Misa Misa (laughs) would be so horny for (laughs) Jar Jar I I still love in retrospect that I went as Jar Jar Binks for Halloween it's (laughs) the the greatest thing you've ever done (laughs) universally the most reviled Star Wars character (laughs) from the most reviled movie of the franchise
2: brave another brave
1: opinion another brave opinion yeah is that I, I would as an adult man now fuck Jar Jar Binks (laughs) and he would like it next fireballs fireballs like atomic fireballs I also think they're called yeah that just like you think you're biting into a delicious red gumball and guess what the devil is punching you in the throat (laughs) if I wanted the taste of fireball I'd go to the Lower East Side I'd walk into any bar for heterosexuals and I'd lick the floor of the woman's bathroom <laughs> that, if you want the most potent fireball flavor available on Earth, that's where you're going to get it. Not with some atomic fireball candy. Mm-mm. Next, Pixie Sticks. I don't like any candy whose name sounds like a gay strip club in whatever world Tinkerbell comes from.
2: It's Neverland, bitch.
1: Exactly. Which, by the way, I would absolutely go to that. It sounds like a great club. time. Pixie Sticks? Pixie Sticks does sound like the name of a Twinks only gay porn site. That I would subscribe to and pay the top dollar for.
2: <laughs> Pixie sticks are one of the candies that like, as a kid, I was like, this is absolute gold. Are you kidding me? This is just colored sugar that I'm allowed to just open my mouth and pour it in. Like, yes, that is so good. But as- and
1: snort directly into your system.
2: It's just... Yeah.
1: It's too potent. You need to cut oh, yeah, that no. shit. As an
2: adult... I'm like, it's not there. That is disgusting.
1: (laughs) I never like it was always too much.
2: You just couldn't handle it.
1: Because I had a refined palate. (laughs) Next. Smarties. Again, not to be confused with sweethearts. Smarties, I guess, are just like pixie stick in tiny hockey puck form.
2: Again, I loved them when I was little, <laughs> but I also knew that it was disgusting.
1: Smarties to me were that candy that you ate when there was nothing else. Like, yeah, if someone gave me Smarties, I would gobble them up. Right. But I wasn't like but seeking th- I think out that's Smarties. probably.
2: No, I think that's probably why I liked them so much is because you're almost only ever given it because they're so cheap that it's like okay to give out for free. And then it's like, oh, my God, someone gave me candy. And that's exciting. And therefore, you like it.
1: Yeah, I don't. They were always like powdery, like weirdly. They would just like break apart in in chunks. Uh. What else? Circus peanuts. Those aren't really a Halloween candy. But like, I just feel like they're so disgusting. I want to throw them in there. They're yeah. like a marshmallow if a, a marshmallow was made uh, out of the like ass of a deceased elephant or, who was forced into like <laughs> slave circus labor.
2: Do you think they made them because people used to throw peanuts at people in the circus and it was violent and getting too hard? So they were like, we need to make them softer, but still give people the satisfaction of throwing things at people. So they made circus peanuts instead.
1: Did people throw peanuts at circus performers?
2: I don't know. <laughs> Do people throw tomatoes?
1: Next. We haven't talked much about chocolate. Yeah, Whoppers.
2: because that chocolate shouldn't be on this list. Okay, Whopper should be on this list. Yeah. I
1: All don't right. like a Whopper. I don't like malt no. candy. I don't know what no. malt candy is. I don't like chomping into like a chocolate rock. No. I don't like milk duds. I think milk duds are disgusting. They're they too chewy. Themselves. They taste like... A, a, uh, chimpanzee tonsil <laughs> plain Hershey's, I think is the vilest chocolate,
2: Alex, my boyfriend will eat just a bar of Hershey's chocolate, and I think it's one of the most disgusting qualities about him, and yes, it's a quality and a personality trait, and I'm ashamed,
1: but just the plain like milk chocolate Hershey's I'm just yeah, like no. I don't know why do you why do you hate yourself? <laughs> don't do this. There are better, there are better things. And I'll end with what was noticeably absent from this list thus far. And it's because it's something that I will go on the record and say that I enjoy candy corn. Candy corn (gasps) is good. And anybody who pretends like it's not, you're just jumping on the bandwagon. And yeah, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've made like two different videos about how candy corn is the worst and it's Satan's earwax. But I like, candy corn i don't think it's corn <laughs> i love
2: the aesthetic i love the aesthetic of candy yeah. corn but the taste is shit
1: show me a candy that is more halloween than candy corn i can't you you can't you absolutely can't you're you're a fool everyone's laughing at you
2: i can show you a lot of other candies that taste a lot
1: better Is it the best halloween candy no but like do i enjoy a, a nice handful yeah i am just a simple farm boy from the Midwest, okay? I I was raised shucking corn and intending and to my farm animals. My point is, candy corn is my culture, okay? This is Midwest culture. It is pretty much just the flavor of corn syrup. <laughs> but guess what? That's delicious. And in closing, like, uh, like the old saying goes, trick or treat, beat my meat rub it till it starts to leak. If you don't, I don't care. I'll just touch myself down there.
2: (laughs) That is not the (laughs) saying. And I hate that.
1: Trick or treat, beat my meat, rub it till it starts to leak. If you don't, (gasps) I don't care. I'll just touch myself down there.
2: Wow. You know, that, that, that saying actually really reminds me of something that I just want to take a quick moment of silence for. And that's the fact that Harry Styles was going to have a Halloween concert and we were absolutely going to go and we were going to look so good but it's not happening and i just want to i just want to take a moment you know
1: let's pour one out for harry ween god rest its soul <laughs> and that's it for this week's deep dive next we got chelsea devantes on the pod right after this commercial break My guest complainer today is return guest complainer, friend of the show, writer, comedian, filmmaker, podcaster, Chelsea DeVantes. I need to read a like, oh, you're doing so much. You, you've you written for a thousand things. You're the co-creator of This Is Our Year, a comedy and development at CBS that's based on your own life. Yes. And now... She's bringing her love of celebrity memoirs to your ears with her new podcast, Celebrity Book Club. Welcome back, Chelsea. Oh
0: my gosh, Matt. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited. And I'm so tired. I'm so
1: tired. (laughs) I would hope so. If you weren't, I would be mad at you.
0: Okay, good. No, I'm very tired. But, you know, good, good, tired you know, just emotionally exhausted, but also physically and mentally exhausted, and then also (laughs) maybe spiritually exhausted.
1: Yeah. Anybody who is not just completely overwhelmed this entire year, just base level overwhelmed, is not a human being.
0: They're rude. They're rude rude, human (laughs) beings.
1: It's upsetting.
0: It's It's offensive. It's
1: homophobic. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's misogynistic. Yeah.
0: Yes. Sexist. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. Um, Okay. Well, we'll start by asking, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? And your answer last time was birthday parties.
0: Yeah, it was birthday parties. Well, actually, Matt, I have to say one thing that I hate that everyone else loves is that you have the hottest photos on Instagram. You the hook, your thighs (laughs) are banging you, are so sexy, but you also have a baking show where you're like baking good food, you're clearly fucking eating it. And I just find it so- So your answer is me. (laughs) (laughs) Offensive that you can bake and be that hot and just like prove that you can have it all. Every day you're proving you can have it all and that hurts my feelings.
1: Uh, wow. You really baited me into this by, by, <laughs> we started off by saying anybody who is doing well right now is the worst. And then you, you, you just turned the table. <laughs> I
0: mean, I mean, literally you'll be like, look at this cake I made and I ate it. And the next day you'll be like, look at my flawless thighs. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> how, what am I supposed to do with that? I, ca- I can't even cook. I, I do eat cakes and I, I can't post those. I can't post my thighs like that.
1: I have I have long been a proponent of posting my worst self on the internet so that like <laughs> when I do have a good day it's like oh it's can be You've so much better it. right you earned uh, it well, also
0: I say I hate it I love it I love <laughs> it I mean it, it makes me feel happy I also I can't, I truly cannot cook it's it's something's wrong with my brain and so when I see other people doing it and it looks nice and fun like that that like seems like a nice life that I can't relate to and um yeah oh my god are you kidding me people are like oh, I hate hot photos of people. I love them. I don't know. And not even like physically hot. It's just anyone who's like turning it up and putting it out there, like Mm -hmm. brings me joy where I'm like, yes, we are all on a runway of life. (laughs) Um, Okay. Things I'm mad at. I'm mad at the way Tyra Banks is dressing on Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like
1: I it's, can <laughs> confidently say I have not seen a single I kind of forgot that she was hosting.
0: Yo, yeah. Oh, it's like the big thing of the season, besides right. Carol Baskin dancing and <laughs> Nelly and Anne Hesh and There's seeing, so much.
1: There's so much happening on yeah. that show.
0: Well, I will say this. I've never, never in my life have I watched that show and have previously only felt intense repulsion from it where I'm Uh like, why would I watch non-dancers dance? Like it just makes no sense to me. Somehow in quarantine, my brain has been like, let's watch the celebrities dance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is Carol doing well?
0: Carol's gone. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, would you be so shocked if Carol Baskin was still dancing? No, (laughs) Carol, Carol, it's, it's a shock. Carol danced twice.
1: I would I would honestly have not been surprised if you were like, she is she's a beautiful dancer. She's no. so light on her feet. She's no, she's no, no, propelled no. by the passion that that saved the tigers.
0: Every every costume is cat was cat ears. I'm oh I want to say and again, look, I've been drunk for most of this, but I think she danced to a Lion King song that was uh-huh. like, you know, cats save the, <laughs> save the lions. And then they're like, Thank you so much, Carol Baskin. Please go home.
1: I think the real question is Dancing with the Stars calls you like tomorrow and says you're on the next season. Do you say yes? Okay.
0: Okay. I've actually thought a lot about this. Here, <laughs> here, Here's what I'm so upset about. I, I think I would say yes. And <laughs> I've I've only thought like it is so embarrassing to think you should go on that show because also they dance out like their life stories throughout the show. And some uh-huh. people run out of life stories. So literally like someone last week was like, I really love tattoos. So I'm going to dance <laughs> to this Justin <laughs> Bieber song. Um, I've been also been watching Nexium, the the vow, the cult documentary. Mm-hmm. And I come from the new age world. I'm positive I would join a cult. I'm positive I would die in the cult. And I know I would join Dancing with the Stars, which is worse than joining the cult. <laughs>
1: That I 100% agree on. Yeah. I would fully rather be like branded.
0: (laughs) Yes. Same, same. Just, just look, I'm never going to be offered that show, but I'm just putting it out there. Please don't offer it to me because I think I'll be like, I should put on a leotard and try. I bet I could do the splits. No, I've never been able to do the splits in my life and I would have a fantasy that I could and go on the show.
1: Yeah, I mean that's where I'm at mentally is I, I'm like fully convinced that I could still do the splits even though it's not happening. Like oh wait, my, could you at one point? So I made like a goal at the beginning of quarantine. Even before quarantine started, I was like trying to do all of the stretches. There are Stop. YouTube tutorials, there are whole videos about like, you
0: had an adult goal to do the splits.
1: <laughs> well, when you put it like that, yeah. <laughs> it is a thing that adults Should be able to do, frankly. I disagree. (laughs) How dare you put
0: that out there?
1: (laughs) I think it's like, it's just like, okay, you're a kid. Whatever you don't, all you, all you have is cartilage. Like your bones aren't fully formed. I've of course never you been able splits. to do the
0: splits. Are you kidding me? To be a girl and be able to do the splits in middle school meant you were like the hottest thing alive. It was it's <laughs> like, I can do the splits. I've I've never come close. How close are you? Are you, are you close to the ground?
1: Well, I got like pretty, pretty close. Uh, wow. I was doing a whole bunch of stretches like every single day. I had this whole like hour routine that I would do all of these stretches and then I like injured my back a little bit during a home workout. So that set me back. <laughs>
0: oh, my God.
1: So I... listen, it was, it's been a journey. I don't even remember like where we started or if, if we ever really got to the answer of what you hated.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, something else I hate right now. Is you know I've been reading all these memoirs. I've I've read memoirs since I was a teenager, and it's not a very respected literary genre. Uh-huh. So it's something I've mostly you know don't like yell it out. But um, I I've, I've read every comedian and women's celebrity memoir under the sun. Um, they're my favorite books. So now you know I'm doing this podcast where I'm recapping the memoirs, and so I've been reading a bunch of them. And I so right now I'm really I really hate Tommy Mottola. The the record executive who is married to Mariah Carey um, and 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 tried to sabotage her. He's behind glitter and that whole fail. But then also I read Jessica Simpson's memoir. And Tommy Mottola in that book, when she's a teenager, he's like, yeah, I know you're a size two, but like you're fat and you should lose weight and starts her eating disorders. And then also he's like behind all these other cool women's careers like Gloria Estefan. He Then he like married another singer and then her sisters like disappeared, like disappeared. They were kidnapped. And they're like, is that Tommy? And anyways, I'm really mad at him.
1: Yeah, there are so many villains that I like don't know about that I'm, I'm missing out on by not reading these celebrity memoirs. Yeah. Well,
0: listen, come over to my Instagram. I recap them in this, in my stories. I'll let you know all the villains. There's a lot of, there's a lot of villains, but it's so weird to see a villain across books. Right. Right. It's like, he's popping up in like multiple books of of like this man, you know, um, ruined my life or gave me this uh, crushing eating disorder when I was a teenager. Oh
1: my God. So
0: yeah, but then, you know, you, you get like angry at people that you've never met. (laughs) It's like right. who who am I to care about Tommy Matola but now I'm like if I meet him, I'm gonna be like, how dare you?
1: <laughs> I yeah, that just I just immediately went to um I'm gonna take this into a, a, a left field here. but Barry and I went to brunch this past weekend as you do in a pandemic uh <laughs> mistake yeah. number one. Oh, and worse. then the next table was Kellyanne Conway and Claudia. <gasps> yeah
0: wait tell us everything did Claudia Conway seem okay
1: okay here's my read so it was her 16th birthday they were it was like so that was my thing was like it was a whole bunch of 16 year old girls it was like a sweet 16 birthday and and
0: didn't Kellyanne Conway just have COVID yeah like two
1: weeks ago they both had COVID I literally looked it up
0: brunch (laughs) next to a table of COVID Are you
1: okay? (laughs) I so far am not symptomatic. Um, I've been, you know, uh, I've been all right. I'm pretty sure it was long enough for them. It it was still like I cannot imagine having COVID and then going to brunch. No, it's it's just like, just don't like even if you're not contagious anymore, like sit this one out. Like that's, you don't well, and
0: that's also always what I think. Where it's like, well, it is—it's totally fine to go to a restaurant and eat outside in a responsible way. But like, there's some other person who got a positive test that morning and is like, I got—I don't know—I really want that mimosa, so who can, it's fine. And they're also there.
1: Right, right. Well, I, I did. Uh, yeah, I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson I don't in know, the I'm glad you possible went.
0: <laughs> I'm glad I, you went because you have this Claudia Conway story.
1: Well, yeah, but uh, so it was her 16th birthday and it was like a table of kind of like teenage girls. And then it was the like Kellyanne and the mom's table next to it. Like I didn't realize teenage girls, like rich teenage girls talk to their mothers like in Mean Girls in real life.
0: What did they say?
1: Like Kellyanne would get up; She like got up to help take a picture or something. And Claudia was like fuck off, mom. Like you're, you're pissing me off. (laughs) Like literally. And we was like, everybody could hear everything. And it just, it just read to me. Like your mom is an asshole piece of shit, but also like you're a asshole piece of shit child.
0: (laughs) Oh, I hard disagree. I'm fully on Claudia Conway's side. (laughs) And in any other circumstance, I would be like, oh, that child is a monster. But in this one, I'm like every day I want to be like, fuck off you piece of dog shit and well, Claudia's yeah. doing it for me and it means more cuz she's her daughter and so that just like brings me so much joy
1: <laughs> I I mean yes I fully support if if anybody is going to be an asshole to their mom it's going to be like I'm going to support Claudia and Yo yeah Yeah,
0: But the other girls, know Claudia, yes. I'm shocked Kellyanne, like Kellyanne has been outed on TikTok so many times by Claudia as being a monster, as having COVID, as being a piece of shit that she's like, I know, let's go in public for your birthday party. (laughs) It's just a level of delusion that fits with the rest of her political agenda.
1: Yeah. Like I also just even before this, this weekend, it was like, why, why is Kellyanne? like, not aware that she is being humiliated in this way by her daughter. Kellyanne
0: Conway has gone out on camera and bold-faced lied so many times. So there's so many clips of her saying Democratic things. There's so many clips of her shitting on Trump, saying he's evil. And she really just gets paid to say a message, and she'll do it. She'll do it. She has no shame. She has no shame because there's so many clips of her contradicting herself. So I feel like this is... Uh, her relationship with her daughter is perfect because her whole life is just like I, I'm a moron who says whatever. I'm I'm a shill and I have no embarrassment. Uh, I have no awareness. I don't feel bad about anything. And right. like, let's go out to brunch and make you can make another TikTok of me um, beating you and being abusive.
1: <laughs> it is yeah. <sighs> I I feel like I have even less clarity on, on that family dynamic after witnessing it in person. It's just, like, baffling to me. I'm so,
0: like, enamored that you got... <laughs> that vision in your brain of, of what that's like.
1: It was, it was honestly surreal. I think that's why both, both Barry and I were like, I don't, it doesn't even feel like this is happening. Yeah. It was just weird. It was like in Brooklyn. So it was unexpected. Yeah. But that I. That is so
0: it, wild. And do we need to save Claudia? Do you think, or do you <laughs> think she's, I'm I, serious.
1: <laughs> I think I'm more terrified of, of her just as like, uh like I feel like a, she could, she could, do some damage physically, even though Love she's that. like four, even though you can do the splits. So crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. But in general, I am someone who is like more afraid of, of teenage girls than like adults. I, okay. I just feel like they are so vicious.
0: Yeah. And, like, oh, for sure. I got in a lot of fist fights as a teenage girl <laughs> and that went away as I grew older. But yeah, I would, if I met me as a teenager, I think she'd rob me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you first said you went to brunch, I was going to be like, why? Why? Like, I, <laughs> Why? Because I get New York is wave. I'm in L.A. Our numbers are horrific. Uh, New York's numbers are great, but it's just still so funny to me to be like, I need to eat the waffles outside. <laughs> I need to eat the waffles around strangers. I need to be eating it, around people I don't We're going to have know. to cut
1: all of this because now I'm just like, I, I'll expose myself. Um, <laughs> it was, I'm just, a, I'm the villain in every type of way. Now I'm going to be the Tommy Mottola to everybody listening no, to this. No,
0: and don't cut it. I mean, here's the other thing too. We have to support restaurants. Right. We have to keep well, small businesses alive. We have to, but like, you know, I was a waiter pretty much my entire life. I've not been a comedian longer than I was a waiter so like if I like you need tips you need money like we still need to support but if you can do it safely you should do it I'm in LA where like people are also having brunch and I'm like bitch (laughs) we're in a surge
1: yeah, especially the last the last I don't know, I've lost count of, of months I used to have like the offhand like this is how many months we've been in this I don't even it's been know seven months seven because months. I
0: got a I got a quarantine dog right the day lockdown was announced and I know his anniversary with me. So what? now I know. It's
1: so I months. was I was listening to another podcast where you, where you sort of talked about getting a dog. So I, I hate having you re- repeat everything. But, I'd
0: love to repeat the dog
1: <laughs> story. <laughs> so you you went to foster a dog day of quarantine. Yes. Being okay, shut so down.
0: quarantine Quarantine is starting. I'm on Instagram, and all these people and accounts are posting like, "Well, we're gonna have to shut down the shelters. We're gonna mm-hmm. lose volunteers," and they're all insinuating that something terrible is gonna happen to these dogs. Right? They're all like, "We're shutting down, so if you could really foster a dog." And so I turned to my boyfriend, he asked her I'm like, "We should. Should we foster a dog?" And he was like, "I mean, I guess we could foster a dog." And that was all I needed. So the next day, I like drive up. A uh, lockdown has been announced at 6 p.m. I'm mm-hmm. there at like 6.30. And the shelter is like throwing dogs into the cars. They're just like, take a dog, you take a dog. There's all these like people running up. They're just like throwing. They're just like trying to shut down. They're like, we're not even supposed to be open. Take a dog. I'm
1: just picturing like I Love Lucy, the like chocolate factory. Yeah. <laughs> There's just dogs <laughs> like, on like.
0: <laughs> dogs on dogs on dogs. <laughs> and so then I like get in the car and I look over to see just the somberest, saddest low energy dog just so sad and we drive home and I'm have my hand on the console because I'm trying to like give him like calming energy and he puts his little paw up like we were holding hands. Oh my God. So I got home and I was like, this dog's ours forever. <laughs> um, and of course my boyfriend was like, yeah, we're not giving a dog back. We're not monsters. Like, this is why I said we can't foster a dog because mm-hmm. this is our dog now. So then I emailed the shelter. I'm like, I need to adopt him," And they're like, ma'am, you're supposed to wait. Like you're supposed to see if it's a fit. And right. I was like, I don't want anyone else to take them. And they're like, that's not a possibility. And I was like, here's my money. Give me the dog. <laughs> okay, so now I have this quarantine dog who is so attached He's so attached in an unhealthy way. Uh it's <laughs> yeah. so it's so bad for his mental health, but uh he he's just, you know, he's never been outside. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's that he doesn't like see other people and like he just he just wants to lay on our laps every second of the day
1: yeah i didn't even think about that because obviously like people who had dogs beforehand they're like oh now my dog is growing attached but like if you get a dog during quarantine so bad. <laughs> that's all so they bad. know yeah uh i on the subject of 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 yasser your your boy um yeah so last we spoke, I feel like a big part of our convo was about like how you are kind of like the disgusting slob of the relationship, putting it lightly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but now you've been like trapped together, right? Yeah for, yeah, for yeah, yeah, eight yeah, months, yeah. seven months. Or <laughs> have you gotten worse? Like what <laughs> what has been your progress as like a,
0: <laughs> a <human> um, so,
1: <laughs> cohabitant.
0: You you know those. 90s sitcoms that would have this perfect beautiful wife who cooked and cleaned and always looked stunning mm-hmm. and then some like ugly slob dude comedian like farting around and you're like why are they together right. that is my relationship I'm the slobby guy <laughs> yes there's this beautiful perfect angel um I early in quarantine he banned me from the kitchen <laughs> Literally said, I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to go in to the kitchen, you know, much stuff when you're in quarantine in a one bedroom apartment. Was um, there like
1: one particular dish that like did it in that broke the camel's back?
0: Yes. Well, previously it was that I had tried to cook and I left the burner on and for hours and left the house and twice. <laughs> not once, <laughs> twice. Um, and then a third time I was like, no, I can cook. And then I I gave my I burnt myself uh, with uh-huh. third degree burns on my hand. Oh no. Um So, so bad. And then in quarantine, I was like trying to do the dishes. And he was like, you can't wash dishes. (laughs) And I was like, yes, I can. And he was like, no, you can't. All I I just have to redo them. And then I'm mad. You're banned from the kitchen, which I was like, this is great. I've won quarantine. I don't have to cook and clean the rest of quarantine and he'll do it. But then, you know, I started to worry like, well, there's gonna, that can't be forever. So I had to learn I really try and learn to do dishes well, and I fail probably every other day. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing wrong. But, um, whatever, like, my mom's a big homemaker, whatever those genes are for you, like, whatever, whatever makes you make that cake and it like makes sense in your brain, like, I'm missing something.
1: I, I go back and forth because, on the one hand, I sometimes I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing baking wise, I can't really cook. Right, because it's
0: different sciences or something. Uh, I feel so, this is so gross. I feel like everyone's gonna be like, we hate her, but I've just had such a great time living with him. Like, what? it's only made me realize, like, oh, I really am I really am in the right situation because I've not been in quarantine with other mm. boyfriends and been like, well, I got to kill him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've like worked 15 hours a day and the two hours I see him, I was like, he's got to go. Right. Um. So the fact that that's not happening just feels like a massive success.
1: Yeah. I mean, really, it seems like the ultimate test. If any couple has been living together this whole time and has not at least like attempted murder, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you're going to make it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, this I, I feel is good it. about it.
1: Um, okay, another left turn. Mariah Carey tweeted at you. Can you fucking
0: believe it? Quarantine highlight. Also, okay, let me get your advice on this. So immediately everyone was like, Oh my God, Mariah's tweeting with you. You gotta ask her to come on the podcast. Uh-huh. But I immediately was like, Absolutely not, because do you ever have people? be like, hey, can you, I don't know, can you give me notes on this thing? Can you do this for me? Whatever. And you're like, yeah, oh my God, you're great. And they're like, great. Now can you do something for me? And right. you're like, ah, oh, God damn it. You know? <laughs> and and that happens to me like all the time where I like, I'll read a script and give notes. And they'll be like, great. When can we have coffee? And I'm like, I just gave notes. Um, right.
1: I did my part.
0: I Yeah. And also like, I, I still have a full other ass life. I'm, I, I have shit to turn in. Anyways, mm-hmm. so I don't want to. I don't want to be that person who's like, hey, Mariah, oh, we you call a podcast? And she's like, bitch, I gave you a nice tweet. Like, move on. Um, yeah. What do you think? I mean, what do you think? Do I reach out to her or do, I, or do I just respect, respect the queen?
1: I mean, it feels like if she's going to be on any podcast, it should be your podcast. <laughs> I
0: mean, I agree. <laughs>
1: Um, Okay, so we're almost out of time. Let's see. We have um, a few tweets of yours uh, that I'll have you uh, elaborate on. Elaborate is our segment. Oh, I Um, love it. I want to I want to talk about your your bang journey because your, your tweet from April was, you know, it's worse than having bangs making an unoriginal bangs joke. This is well trodden grounds. So don't give me that hack shit as a bangs haver and bangs activist. I demand all your bang jokes be innovative. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: so listen, nothing I stand behind more than that tweet. I, I have bangs. I mm-hmm. love bangs. Mariah Carey brought in the 90s bangs that inspired my <laughs> uh-huh. goddamn bangs. But, and bangs are such an easy joke that now, like, losers are making the joke. And I'm calling them losers because I hate when people uh, rip off other things. They're like, I'm funny. And it's like, no, you've ripped someone off. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, like, bangs jokes are welcome. It needs to be a fucking new one. Because how many bangs jokes? It's like, I was, uh, we hope our, our enemies get bangs. And it's like, okay, well, I hope you get a nice face. But bangs can happen. And your face can't. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> um, so yes, I really want, I want you to have better bangs content and it's become a hack punchline. And as a bangs activist, whose forehead got better with me, bang- I don't have a bad forehead, but I love not seeing it. And so I think I, I have the right to have that life.
1: Yeah. I mean, as someone who's whose forehead is growing by by the day, I would say like, yeah, check your bangs privilege. I would give anything to have have some bangs right I now. I think you
0: can have bangs. <laughs> Calm it forward. Let's make it happen.
1: Nobody wants to see that. That would be the most <laughs> depressing display of bang. I you know think what that possible. would be?
0: The most innovative original bangs <laughs> joke I've seen in a long time. That's what that would be.
1: <laughs> it would be a joke. That is certainly true. <laughs> you you have put in the bang work, I think, to have that kind of superiority in, in Thank the you. Bang field. I do I do
0: feel superior because also I feel like most people who tweet mean jokes about bangs need bangs. <laughs>
1: like, Just get bangs and you and need then bangs talk.
0: yourself. Uh, and if you're making a joke about bangs, you better have the best face shape i've ever
1: fucking seen <laughs> otherwise that,
0: come and join me bitch
1: i think that is a, a beautiful aggressive message to end Thank on. you
0: <laughs> so intense <laughs> that is things,
1: the, things the energy, I energy that i expect
0: about. voting protesting stop making fun of bangs
1: <laughs> the three most important things um before we let you go where can people find you and your work
0: oh thank you so much for calling it my work so at chelsea devantes on instagram in my instagram stories i recap uh new memoirs all the time Mm -hmm. and so you kind of get to read along without reading and then on twitter you know at chelsea devantes and you know hopefully you can come listen to the podcast on stitcher celebrity book club podcast and um I think, you know, that's it. That's that's it. Or come to the gram for some dog photos. You'll never see me do the splits. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. It's never happening.
1: It's fine. I'll do it for both of us. Thank you uh, so much. And then, and then, yeah, I mean, your show, what we're eventually, we'll have you back on for a third time to talk oh about. My we God. didn't even talk about it, but. Um, Please.
0: Well, I'm, I want to pull you on to read a book with me in the future. If you're ever open to I'm it. I'm so open. I will yeah. also say my entire guest list is all women right now and one man. So you can be the second gentleman. I would to join be honored. Um, yeah okay so keep your eyes open for a memoir that speaks to you because the first episode drops October 28th Wednesday uh so we're we're like up and running now we're planning our books so
1: and I also you down. can't choose a
0: man's memoir.
1: Of course I would never. <laughs> I,
0: okay, thank you. Cuz people are like are you going to read Rob Lowe's and it's like I'll read Rob Lowe's once I get through Shirley MacLaine talking about her nine lives. <laughs> like I I need to read all the great women's memoirs first then we'll get to Rob Lowe and his his exploitations. All
1: right. We'll do it. I'll pick a I'll pick of a woman memoir. I don't even, I can't even say it.
0: <laughs> a woman book.
1: <laughs> I'll pick a woman book and then we'll record the entire thing while I'm doing the splits. Uh, I would love out, that. All of it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you Thanks so for much. for having me.
0: This was so fun.
1: All right. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bat shit go down easier. Starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions that the whites among us can take to make our world a little better.
2: And all. And all people.
1: I mean, it's called Do Better White I People. I know. <laughs> Okay, well, this episode is coming out 1 week before election day. So we have 7 <laughs> days left. Um it's election day. I think people have pointed out that we're we're right now it's not there's no such thing as election day. It's election season. The election is happening right now. Uh if you can go vote early, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, hopefully by the time you hear this, I I will already have voted. Same. Um My plan is to go literally the second that the early voting place opens here in New York, which is on Saturday, October 24th. Look up um, when early voting is in your state, if you can go and get in there early. So if you haven't already voted, uh, I hope you're making a plan to go vote. Either vote early or vote on the day of the election because yeah, the actual day of election lines are probably going to be a little bit longer. And there, there are concerted efforts in a lot of States to suppress your right to vote Mm -hmm. by making it more difficult to vote. The fact that there are, are lines that are so long Pointed this out. It's a. It's a pro, it shouldn't be that way. You should be able to walk in, cast your vote, and and leave. And it should not take all day. You shouldn't have to bring a camping chair. Yeah. <laughs> and snacks. Oh my God. Like that woman on Twitter who is an icon. <laughs> <laughs> Understanding that that is a form of disenfranchisement because not everybody can afford to go stand in the line for that long. No. So a lot of this this stuff is the subject of uh, a new documentary that is on Amazon that you can watch that um, we're going to be watching this week called All In: The Fight for Democracy. It's with Stacey Abrams, mm-hmm. who was the candidate for governor in Georgia, uh, and she talks about voter suppression efforts in 2020. All of those ways that maybe not explicitly at this point, it's pretty explicit. Yeah, it's pretty explicit. But that. Republicans are trying to suppress your right to vote and discourage you from voting. So I hope if you can vote, you go out and vote.
2: You can also triple your vote, which is a thing I learned from phone banking. And that's basically yeah. asking what, like this is us asking you the listener to commit to talking to three people, whether it's friends or family members about how they're going to vote. And by how to vote, I mean like literally what their plan is for that day. Like, Are they voting by mail? Have they filled out their ballot already? Have they sent it over? Or are they, you know, do they need a ride to the polls? Like, just talking to three friends about their plan to vote can encourage people to vote. So do that. It's going to be great.
1: Also, I'll plug again, votesaveamerica.com is, I think, a great resource if you want to check. Uh, they have a, a really great and easy-to-follow system for you to put in, like, what state you're in. You can see your ballot ahead of time. So you're not, like, if you're a first-time voter and you're not sure what happens when you get in there, like, what all is going to be on the ballot, uh, it's, it's helpful to go in knowing Exactly what you're getting into, like mm-hmm. so you you know like you have to think about it. Yeah, you know what you're filling out. So yeah, fucking vote and get other people to vote. All right, um, how about the TV we've been watching this week, Barry? What you've been watching?
2: So I haven't been watching all that much, uh, this week, but I have been going through the finale or the final season of BoJack Horseman, and. Mm-hmm. Even though they are a bunch of animated horse people and other animals and also humans, to me, it's like the most real depiction of addiction and people who are impacted by addicts. And uh, that is a lot of my life. (laughs) And uh, you don't often see it depicted in such a real way and not like super either glamorized or I don't know. You also just don't really see a lot of like what it really feels like when other people around you (laughs) are addicts and like you know I've like gone to Al-Anon has been super helpful and things like that but also just like watching this show is helpful um and it's Mm -hmm. so funny and stupid (laughs) and like it's just like it's such an amazing balance between silly and serious and also just really beautiful so I'm watching the finale probably tomorrow and then I'll probably start from the beginning just because it's been a really long time since I watched early episodes so yeah that's what I'm watching this week
1: A true chaser. A true chaser. It makes the bad shit go down easier. It really
2: does. How about you? I've
1: watched nothing new. (laughs) My brain simply cannot hold any (laughs) any new stuff. I try. I tried watching Emily in Paris. (laughs) I literally, I tweeted out. I made it four minutes and like three seconds or so. I tweeted out the exact amount of time. (laughs) I might give it another shot. I... I don't know. I just it was just too like CW uh, like brain rotty (laughs) (laughs) TV. And I watch a lot of garbage. Okay. I'm not I'm no no shame or judgment. But like I just couldn't I couldn't do it. So that was my attempt at watching something (laughs) new this week. And four minutes in, I was like, I just, I can't. My brain can't even handle this candy right now. I need to keep watching Seinfeld or The Office or Authority Rock. So that's where I'm at mentally. (laughs) I have been watching Halloween Baking Championship. Fun. Old episodes that I saw last year, but I'm like, you know, I'm not going to watch Halloween Baking Championship any other time of the year. Yeah, no,
2: tis the season.
1: Yeah, I do love the contrast between a Halloween baking championship show that is like a food network style American baking competition, like uh juxtaposed with new episodes of the Great British Bake Off, which <laughs> is also on Netflix, which is so calming and peaceful and soothing. And then the Halloween Baking Championship, which is just like make the bloodiest <laughs> zombie cake you can <laughs> possibly imagine. <laughs> It is so, so absurd. Also, Great British Bake Off, obviously, bringing me a lot of joy. Uh, Anyway, what is your non-TV chaser?
2: My non-TV chaser, I've done it twice now, so it's a tradition, is that um, I've been (laughs) going... That's
1: all it takes. Yep.
2: mm -hmm. Uh, I'm hopeful. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, hopefully I will have done it for a third time. But I have just been biking around the city, but specifically biking to a park and bringing a book and just reading in the park, so it's just been really nice and truly been bringing me a lot of joy. What about you? What's your chase of this week?
1: Um, I don't know, eating.
2: <laughs>
1: it's good. What? <laughs> Whenever the world is stressful and I need comfort, um, you know where I find that in the fridge, <laughs> Hell in the yeah. pantry, just a super healthy relationship <laughs> to food. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I literally I'm excited to go. I make um chocolate chip cookies. I have I have dough chilling in the Ooh, fridge.
2: Oh, guess I'll be coming over later. JK, I'll be coming over yeah. tomorrow and I will be eating them. And
1: then oh yeah, I was so upset because my grocery store across the street from my apartment did not have my the cinnamon cereal that I became addicted <gasps> to. Oh no. And so I was like, "Great, I guess I have to move again." <laughs> but then I did find well the Target near me I've been going to Target like every other day healthy and fortunately they have it but also there was this other grocery store that you told me about love it Brooklyn um,
2: Fair shout out
1: (laughs) that I've been going to and they carry it they have a great baking section they're amazing I get get all of my there are too many flours and I I just like I think we as a society I know it's probably like the oldest ingredient in history (laughs) it's like ground up stuff flour sure but there's two, we've reached a point where there's just like, we're marketing too many of them <laughs> anyway. So cookies, cinnamon cereal, grocery stores. Those are my chasers. Love it. And that's it for this week's episode. So thanks for listening to unhappy hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever get podcasts, hit that subscribe button and then what? Or rate us and review us. But only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline featuring your own rant that we may use on the show in a future episode at 601 600. RANT, That's 601 600 7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye bye. You know you make me wanna vote. Put your hands up and vote. In your head.